What is wrong with the world? As we stand by and watch society in general, all around us seem to be getting darker and more dangerous. Hey, this is episode 800 of the Ready Your Future podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you prepare for a better future. I'm Todd Sepulveda, a regular guy living in the suburbs who understands the need to be better prepared for the future. Are you seeking to enhance your preparedness knowledge, but find yourself caught in the constant hustle and bustle of life? Hey, look no further. The Top Preparedness Articles is your personalized collection of curated articles delivered directly to your inbox every Saturday in a newsletter format. For just $5 a month, you can stay informed and empowered without missing a beat. And if you're always on the go, you can conveniently save the articles you can't afford to miss to the Pocket app, transforming them into your very own on-the-fly preparedness podcast. By subscribing to TPA, you're not only enriching your own readiness, but you're also supporting Ready Your Future. You'll find the link to the top preparedness articles in the show notes. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ready Your Future podcast. Hey, I want to just give a quick shout out to Gary. Uh, Gary, uh, you are a great supporter of the podcast and Ready Your Future, and I greatly appreciate you. Thank you so much for buying me five coffees over at Buy Me a Coffee. And guys, if you want to support Ready Your Future, uh, and even just not by just giving a donation, but if you, you know, buying me coffee or whatever, but if uh, you, you always can support me by joining the exclusive email group or joining Top Preparedness Articles, and uh, I greatly appreciate it. Hey, this uh, weekend was kind of crazy. Uh, I was uh, this Saturday. I was doing an event, uh, a work event, and uh, we were working until about noontime. And then after that, you know, Saturdays are pretty much the day that I do all my errands and, and everything. So I started running all my errands. And got home probably around 3 4 o'clock. It was a really nice uh, evening. We finally got some really cool weather. I mean, today, uh, this morning, it was 59 degrees. And that uh, after having you know 120 degrees summer, I mean, it was really welcome. And so ha- made some coffee around 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, went outside, sat out there. And I uh, was drinking coffee and enjoying the weather and started scrolling on uh, the um, just on my phone and actually looking at some of the email that had come through the exclusive email group and someone had you know said something about Israel and um, you know that Israel was at war and I was like oh wait a minute how did I miss this and so I went to my Telegram app and I follow a couple of people over at Israel and some other news sources and sure enough Israel was at war and Hamas had attacked and um, just really crazy things that were going on over there. So I read everything I could on Telegram and then went over to Twitter and started following the things over there uh, on on Twitter. And so um, we really need to be paying attention to what is happening in Israel right now. For the believer, you know, Jerusalem, Israel is one of those flashpoints. It's one of those things that kind of uh, gives us the temperature of what is going on prophetically. And we... um, just need to be paying attention from that, you know, from the prophetic standpoint. But then also, one of the things that you will read if you are, you know, scrolling on Twitter and you're searching, you know, you, you do a search for Israel and you're looking up, you know, what people are saying, there is just so much anti Semitism out there. Uh, and it is really crazy. And so you'll have people supporting Israel and then su- other people supporting Hamas. And uh, it just, it, it, it's just, it's just bad. Um, one of the things that I noticed this this evening as I was scrolling on Twitter and kind of trying to keep updated uh, is there, there was 
people coming out in support of Hamas and and what they they did right and so uh, you know the incursion into Israel and killing innocent people um, you know they've killed Americans as well they've killed other foreigners uh, there was a big party and uh, you know a, a quote unquote peace party um, that festival that was going on and they went right into that and killed all these you know younger people that were there and took some of them captive um, just really crazy video coming out and just the way that they're desecrating bodies and, and things like that taking people captive going back into Gaza and, and holding them hostages um, anyway uh, a lot of anti-semitism going on and so even here in america there was people coming out and like in new york and in florida i saw seattle i saw chicago uh, philadelphia people coming out in support of it and then people started coming out in support of israel and in some of those places there was fights were breaking out so i saw at least on twitter places in florida where where people were uh, breaking out in fist fights and in seattle it looked like there was also um they were approaching each other and, and, and going after each other so um you know it's, it's really crazy i know people are posting you know if, if people were coming across the border uh and just open like they were i mean how many people do we have that are you know people were saying sleeper cells and things like that um i i don't know i just think we need to be really paying attention so it goes right in line with what i am sharing today actually i was thinking about this one topic uh coming home on saturday i was running my errands and i was like okay i'm i'm thinking about this one thing and i wanted to to share this and maybe i was thinking okay develop a podcast episode about this and then i read an article over at survival blog that kind of put it into uh just you know some words and i thought it was really great and so Moving into this this episode, I think it kind of all falls in line where just the, the world is all crazy and we need to be paying more and more attention as we move forward into the future. And um, this article that I want to reference comes from Survival Blog, and it is called Cage Retail Stores, A Sign of Deeper Societal Degeneracy. And the idea here is that because there is so much craziness, because there is so much theft, because there is so much just un, you know lawlessness going on in the world, is that a bunch of retailers are having to put things behind, uh, you know, cage, you know, in cages or behind uh, locked gates. I have experienced this myself. You know, I don't go into Walmart very often. Uh, you know, we do a lot of online shopping, and then. Um, the grocery store that I go to is, I guess, you know, it's a super grocery store and you can get a lot of things that you need there. Um, but it, you know, I went into Walmart recently, uh, to, uh, I think I was picking up a prescription for my dad, uh, and for my mom. And it was, uh, I got there when they were at lunch. And so I had to walk around the store for a little bit going into like, uh, you know, where you buy your shaving, just your shaving equipment. I mean, who would have thought shaving equipment, you know, razor blades and things like that were going to be behind, uh, you know, plexiglass. And so you would have to call someone to come over to open it up, uh, toothpaste and things like that, you know, and that's just, that's just absolutely nuts to think that things like that are behind, uh, you know, a, a plastic, uh, you know, behind a case, you know, and, and it's locked up. Back in the day, you would see that with like infant formula, and that's been like that for a long, long time. But it's it's gotten to the point where that's that's the case. 
I know of one Walmart here in the Houston area that was completely shut down. And the rumors were because it was the theft, that theft was so much more, uh, the amount of it was so much more than the profit that they were making. It just, it wasn't worth it to keep that store open. And what you're going to find is, is that is happening in a lot of places as well. It's really the the poor people that are uh, that have to deal with this because stores wind up closing down and they go to other store, you know, to other neighborhoods where maybe theft is not as as big of an issue, and so they've got to wind up traveling. And maybe they don't have the vehicle to be able to do that. Maybe they walk to the store or something along those lines, and they're the ones that actually feel the brunt of it. But that's what's going to wind up happening more and more. So I want to go ahead and read this article. It's a shorter article from Survival Blog. You know, Survival Blog usually has longer articles, and it was written by James uh, Rawls. And so, you know, it's just uh, it's a short article that kind of goes into this a little bit. And there's also a lot of different links that you can click into this. And like always, I'm going to link to it so you can go ahead and, and, and go check this one out if you're interested in it. But I think this is something that we're all going to be dealing with unless you're in very rural settings. And I don't know, even in some rural settings, I, I know that that's the answer. A lot of times that you hear in proper circles uh, that, you know, Hey, the, the rural settings, you know, get out of the cities, but I don't know. I, I know of some that are, you know, rural settings that are not cities and settings that are not um, places that you would want to go. So it really depends on what you're talking about out there. So anyway, uh, let, let me not get ahead of myself. Let me go ahead and read this article. Again, the title is Caged Retail Stores, A Sign of Deeper Societal Degeneracy from Survival Blog. So let's go ahead and jump in. In this essay, I will be quite brief and to the point. The recent waves of large-scale shoplifting, flash mobs, store looting, and street takeovers in America's cities illustrate a profound change in American society. I can see that it will only be in retrospect that historians will recognize this turning point for America. This is the stage where the basic societal contract, characterized by civility and trust in retail commerce, has been severed. I found these two articles indicative. Target to partner with Homeland Security to battle organized retail theft. Company expects to lose over $1 billion due to crime. So that is one article there you can click on. The other one is 45 or more kids in D.C. routinely steal from CVS, then stomp on food and beverages as shelves remain empty. That's another article you can go and click on. The trend is clear and it is alarming. As flash mobs of youths raiding stores increase their brazenness, it is just a matter of time before most stores and cities begin putting most or even all of their merchandise behind bars or behind less blatant heavy-duty sheets of Lexan. In essence, stores will begin to operate like third-world enterprises with most items kept locked up. The photo at the top of this article shows a couple of stores in South Africa with heavily barred windows. But even there, customers are allowed to enter the store and touch the merchandise before a sale is made. An even higher level of security is seen in many Africa's small roadside and villages, village stores. There, this is the arrangement. Both the merchandise and the store staff are behind bars. Customers approach the store counter one at a time and request goods. Only the store clerk handles the merchandise until after payment is made. Then it is passed through a portal in the bars. A year ago, Forbes published this, and this is another article. You're not imagining it. Stores are locking everything up. In June of this year, it was reported, Walgreens store is putting all merchandise behind the counter. Will others follow? Here's an excerpt from this article. Quote, 
Some Walgreens customers in Chicago are adjusting to notable change. The retail chain's South Loop location just reopened on May 31st after being renovated with a design that differs from the company's normal layout, the Chicago Sun-Times reported. The store now features a more hands-off experience for shoppers, end quote. The United States, at least urban areas of the United States, may never be the same. Theft leads to mistrust, and in the context of retail sales, mistrust leads to either retail outlets, abandonment, or store fortification. Thousands of retailers will likely close their downtown stores, and those that stay will turn them into fortresses, complete with polite signage apologizing for the new shopping experience. Meanwhile, vast stretches of rural America remain relatively untouched. Where I live here in the Intermountain West, there is still respect for the property of others. Many stores leave merchandise out front unattended. There are still unattended roadside stalls offering bundles of camping firewood and carton of eggs on the honor system with a can provided to deposit cash and or to make change. Try operating like that in downtown Los Angeles. Some of the residents of the City of Angels aren't very angelic. I again urge my readers who live in cities or suburbs to move to lightly populated regions. Ideally, it is best to be more than a tank of gas away from a major metropolitan area. If you plot 275-mile radii, typical one-tank range, on a map of Conus, you will see that only leaves a few safe patches out in the western states. Most of the American readout is one of the largest and most noteworthy patches. All right, so guys, that's the article. Very short article and a lot of other um, links that you can go click on just to kind of uh, talk about what is going on here, just kind of reinforce what is happening here. And so I I do agree that uh, there are going to be crazy times ahead. We're, We're seeing those now, and it's going to play out here in really... We're in relatively decent times now. I mean, somebody can make the the argument that, you know, the economy isn't doing very well. But for the most part, you know, we're not seeing mass layoffs. We're not seeing, you know, uh, any of that. I mean, inflation is definitely hitting people in, in the pocketbook. But you, uh, we're, we're in fairly decent times. So what happens when things go south, right? Or they go sideways and things start really getting crazy. So I just, you know, it's one of those things that we need to be paying attention to and getting ready for at least coming up with some ideas and decisions of what we need to do and how we're going to respond. That's one reason why we stay prepared. And I know some of you are probably making uh, the choice to move out to maybe the suburbs or maybe out to the more rural setting. There's a lot of things that you need to consider there. You need to consider that, you know, the, the medical systems out in the rural settings aren't as good as they are in the cities. And so if you're someone who needs to visit the doctor pretty often, you're going to be traveling and spending a lot of time in the vehicle. If something goes down and there's an emergency, you're going to spend a lot of time getting to decent, uh, decent medical facilities, right? Uh, I remember Fernando Aguirre always talking about that. What happened in Argentina is that people in neighborhoods, they banded together to protect themselves and, and things like that. And so I think that's probably one of those things that more people will need to wind up doing. We need to know our neighbors a little bit better than we do. So one of the things, uh, just as, as I'm thinking and as, as I was preparing for this, uh, this episode, just a couple of things to 
get you to be thinking about as we are moving into crazier times. And I do believe that they're just going to continue to get crazy. We need to be thinking about our self-defense. And now some of you are in places where you can uh, you know, carry concealed, you're in states that will, you know, allow you to open carry, um, you know, you're in states where um, that is acceptable. And some of you are in states, maybe some of you are living in countries, because I know that people listen from all over the world, that you're not able to carry a firearm. And so what will you be doing for self-defense? Um, how you, will you take care of yourself? Can you keep something on hand that you can use, whether that is, you know, pepper spray, whether that is maybe even a, a pen or a tactical pen, maybe that's a, a knife that you can use, or maybe even a walking stick, you know, that you uh, use or an umbrella that you are able to use that would help you defend yourself against someone who is trying to do some harm to you. And so that's one of those things that you need to be thinking about is self-defense, not only self-defense when you're out and and about, but self-defense in your home. And so that would be the next thing to really kind of target and to consider is how are you making sure that, you know, your home is a safe place? How are you, uh, you know, building up the fortifications in your home and hardening your home, uh, creating layers for yourself uh, for safety, right? So whether that is, you know, some kind of an alarm system that you can see or video that you can see outside uh, and see people coming up to your house, see people coming up to your door. Um, if there's lights that will come on with motion detection on, uh, you can definitely have some something like that. Um, having uh, a, a really strong deadbolt and maybe fortifying your door and maybe even when it's locked in the evening time, maybe putting even something else to, to fortify it uh, all the way around, fortifying your windows, uh, not leaving anything outside that someone could use to break a window to get in or to climb up to a second story window. That's something to really to think about and to consider. Um, and how are you going to fortify your home? You know, maybe, like I said, an alarm system, um, the video and, and all those different kinds of things. Some of those are, are uh, you know, they might cost a little bit of money, but I think they're very valuable. And there are times when I can answer my, uh, you know, the front door from my phone, even being at work and give the impression that I'm home, that I just don't want to come to the door for whatever reason, you know, and have that conversation with that person. So home fortification, what are you going to do um, to make your home a little bit more hardened? So the idea is that people will bypass your home and go somewhere else, right? Um, that's the idea. Um, the other thing, and I kind of talked about this one already, is a little bit of community defense. We need to really start by knowing our neighbors and getting to know them and that we can at least be on a first name basis with them and be able to count on them if we if we need to if there was a, a situation where things were going down where you were able to uh you know that they would know that things were going on in your home and be able to to come out um, not too long ago and i think i've already shared this one before but my uh, my neighbor's horn just kept going off you know and uh it was funny because everybody in the everybody in the 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 street you know the neighbors they all kind of came out and they're like hey you know can we help you and it was just like uh 
it's like a malfunction or something. We finally just, uh, you know, undid the the uh, the battery, and I think he, you know, got somebody to look at it the next day. But it just kept going off and off and off. And really, that's what you want. You know, you want neighbors who are going to come out, and if there's something wrong, or you know, you want to have their cell phone and and be able to call them if you need to, and uh, you know, be friendly with them. You might you might not want to invite them over to have a barbecue, or you might not want to invite them over to watch the game, but at least you can be friendly and and uh, know their first names and 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 uh, be able to to call them if there was something that was needed, right? And so I think that is going to be really important in the days ahead as we, we continue moving forward. And one of the last things that I want to talk about, and I think that this is, uh, we talk about it a lot in the preparedness community, but I think that this is, um, we really need to up our game here is situational awareness because it's really easy to get caught up in the day. Like, you know, I can get caught up at work and uh, my mind is going to work and going to all the things that I need to do and the meetings that I'm having and how I'm getting behind and all these other things. And sometimes I'm not always paying attention, right, to just to my surroundings. And I think that is going to be uh, something that we're, we're going to have to force ourselves to really think about what is happening. Not living in fear because I think that we can get to a point where, oh my gosh, you know, there's there's things happening all around us, and we, you know, uh, what is that person doing, and what is that person wearing, and and we need to be aware of all that, but not so much that we're living in fear, but because we need to be paying attention because there is danger out there. So you know, in in if you live in the city or if you live, you know, right on the uh, the outskirts of the city. You need to be prepared for civil unrest. I mean, when we were talking about things that were going down a couple of years ago and things that were happening, I know, you know, there was reports of people that lived uh, in like in Ferguson, they lived a couple of streets over from the main drive of everything that was going down. But, you know, people would come in, in big, uh, you know, in big groups. And it was one of those things that they were leaving their, their houses, right? Actually, I remember uh, Daisy Luther had an article over at the Organic Prepper about someone who was sharing their, uh, you know, their experiences, right? Their personal experiences about something like that. So we need to, if, if that is you, and I know it's really easy, you know, people say like, you got to move out of the cities, you got to do this. It's really easy to say that, um, right now, with the way things are, I mean, it's very expensive. And if you can't afford it, I mean, you're kind of stuck. So you're going to have to make do with where you're at and but put these things in place, right? So have that situa- situational awareness of what is going on, what is going on in your city, what is going on around you. Um, like I said earlier, I was, you know, I had a work event and I ran errands and I did all those things and I wasn't paying attention to, you know, the emails that were going through on the exclusive email group. I didn't hit any Twitter or any, I don't have really news notifications on. So I didn't know what was going on in Israel, but imagine if that was going on, like something was going on in my city and I wasn't getting those notifications. And then I drive right into the middle of that, right? I'm I'm getting into my errands and I drive right into the middle of something like that. That wouldn't have been smart. So Maybe there are some local apps that you can download, some local news apps that will give you notifications. I know some of the coworkers at work have things and uh, they get notified all the time. I mean, sometimes they know what's going on in our local area. And so they're able to say this is going down over here or this has happened over here. Or they get a news alert and, uh, you know, sometimes you're going to get junk. 
but um, that might be something that you want to uh, to consider is putting that on your phone. So being being prepared with or around your area and knowing what is happening, paying attention to your surroundings, um, paying attention to um, you know suspicious people and and what they are doing. I mean that's all part of situational awareness, right? When when you are walking in that situational awareness where you where you are truly aware, you're it helps you to avoid those danger zones and those high risk areas like I was mentioning. Um, not only because something is going down, but maybe you just don't go to a certain part of the city. You know that certain part of the city has high crime, or you know that certain part of the city is is not uh, you know some place where you want to go and, and break down or get gas or whatever it might be. So it's like you know what I'm I'm going to avoid that part of the city, or I'm going to avoid going down uh, this freeway or this highway. Right. And one of the things you need to know is alternative. Uh, routes, right? Uh, if you're going somewhere, have some alternative routes, have some contingency plans. If you encounter trouble, right? In, in knowing, you know, what you would do if I was here again, please hear me. I think it's very easy to start living in fear. And I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about planning, planning and making good decisions here. So if you're going into the city, right, if you're not very familiar with that, looking at a couple of different routes, if you are familiar with where you're at, well, then you know, hey, I can go this way, I can go that way. I mean, the part of the city that I live in, you know, uh, in, in Houston, uh, I'm very familiar with it. I don't need to look at a map to be able to find another route to get wherever I need to get to. Um, I, can, I can just do that because I've, have a, you know, I've lived here for you know, most of my life. But if you're in a situation where you're not, you know, getting getting a map uh, app on your phone and uh, looking up different different routes to it, I think it would be a really smart thing to do. Having those contingency plans so that you don't get caught unaware. You need to know the social mood of your area and what is happening there. Like if there are issues with race, if there are issues with the, the haves and the have-nots, if there are issues with, you know, like like's going on right now with uh, Israelis and, and uh, or people who support Israel and people who support uh, Hamas right now, you need to be aware of those kinds of things that are going on so that you can uh, pay attention and you can make those decisions of where you're going to go and where you're not going to go. Um, you need to know if crime is on the rise in your area. And I've done many apps, uh, not many apps, I've done many uh, articles on that. There are many places that you can go and you can click on different areas to find out what, what crime is like in your area and drill down there. And so, you know, do that. Uh, get a hold of, you know, go go to the police station and make friends with uh, the cops up there. You know, <laughs> take them some some cookies or whatever and, and ask them about the area and you know, ask them to, to give you a little heads up of what's going on so that you can, uh, you know, know what's happening. You know, I think that would be smart to do. You know, we're going to be going into the Christmas season here really soon. And one of the things that stores do, and I know the malls do, is they will walk you out. And I, man, I haven't been to the mall in such a long time. But they will, you know, if you ask for an escort, they will walk you to your vehicle, you know. And so when you're going to stores, pay attention to see if they do. Do they have security there? Um, is that something that they value? And if they have security, is it because they need it or is it just like it's an extra add on uh, value that they're you know giving to people there? Um, and so um, that's one of those things that you could be uh, paying attention to. Do they have security measures there you know, or does 
um, does you know does the store look vulnerable? And maybe you adjust where you shop and where you go, right? Um, I think that's going to be smart. Uh, when you go out to uh, the restaurants, you know, be paying attention to the restaurant and, and what it's like and where it's at and, and where you're going to eat and all those different kinds of things, right? Um, I think, again, we talked about self-defense, but you need to be aware of gun laws and, and local self-defense rights. Of, of what would happen if you used your firearm, if you used your, you know, if you did uh, defend yourself, you know, I can't believe that there are some places that um, you could actually, you know, get in trouble with the law if you wind up defending yourself, you know, or you go above, uh, you know, above and beyond or whatever really extreme circumstances. Uh, you need to be aware of the laws and what you can and what you can't do. Um, but ultimately, you need to protect yourself and protect your family, right? Um, again, uh, I think it's smart to to have some kind of apps and news, not only on the, at the local level, but on the national level, on the the world level. The thing about you know, I talked about Israel, is if this thing blows up because um, the world does not like Israel, and and the world you know comes against Israel a lot. Um, you have governments that are out there that are supporting Israel, but you have some that are supporting the Palestinians. And so if this thing goes wider than just Israel, it's going to affect you know the global, global stability. And so you might see a deeper war. You might see more things going on. Uh, I was reading, I was on Twitter and Kim.com, who uh, I can't remember what his claim to fame is, but I don't know. He's kind of weird out there, but um, he was just talking about, you know, be careful because there could be, you know, a, a purposeful, I guess a purposeful, and I probably should go read that here. Actually, let me go ahead and do that. So I'll, I'll pause so I can go find that. Okay. So it's Kim.com. And he said, Iran invites Israel and the U.S. to a new war in the Middle East. Taking the bait will accelerate the inevitable decline of the bankrupt U.S. government. Imagine U.S. wars in Ukraine, Iran, and Taiwan simultaneously, plus North Korea attacking the South. A coordinated geostrategic checkmate. World War III. And so, you know, I, I don't know if this guy knows anything or what, you know, if that makes sense to some people or not, but... What if there was some conversations out there, you know, on the geopolitical side and like, hey, let's go ahead and uh, light things up in the world. You, the U.S. can't be everywhere at all times and what that would do to the, you know, just to the economy and, and what that would do to global supply. But let's just say things just blow up in Israel and things get hot over there and you have a bunch of other countries you know, dealing with that. Um you know, what, what would that do? And, and how is that going to affect things? And so I think you need to be aware of what is happening on the global scale as well. And some people are like, I don't care about politics. I don't care about all that stuff, Todd, but it it does wind up affecting us where we're at. All that stuff plays into it. And so I'm not saying you need to become a news junkie, but I'm saying have a couple of places where you can go. Like, again, I like telegram. I follow a couple of people on telegram that, will just share things out from all over the place. But then I like Twitter as well because you can go and I follow news organizations and I can see things you know coming in from all over the place as well. So knowing um, 
the, 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 the local situation, knowing the national and the global situation. I follow those type of uh, news uh, entities that will give me those kind of, that kind of information, right? And then ultimately just being attuned to the changes in society, like right now, like the things that are happening. You, I guess if you're paying attention, you, you have that maybe that gut check and that nasty feeling on the inside. It's like, okay, I, I need to be paying better attention. Maybe I need to get better prepared for you know what, what is coming. And so if you are on that verge, you know, on that edge and you are still thinking, okay, like how maybe I need to up my game and preparedness, right? Maybe I need to get a little bit more of this or get a little bit more of that. Or maybe there is that purchase that you've been looking to buy that you think would really, um, you know, you know, really up your, your preparedness game. Maybe it's that generator that you've been planning to, to purchase or whatever it might be. You know, maybe you need to really start considering that and, and not putting yourself into debt for all of that, but at least making some smart purchases, maybe foregoing vacation, you know, maybe foregoing, uh, you know, some really big Christmas gifts or whatever it was, uh, so that you could afford some of these things that would make life better if you were in, uh, a situation where you needed your 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 preparedness gear, so um, I think I think the world's going to get crazier and crazier. I don't think it gets better here, and I know that that is like a, just a pessimistic view of things, and people don't always like that. But I think that's where we are in society. I think that's where we are in the history of uh, you know the world, <laughs> where we are right now in time, and so we need to be uh, paying attention. Uh, a little bit more out there and just looking at your local situation and allowing that to help you make better decisions. All right, guys, that is it for this episode, episode 800. Thanks like always for uh, hanging out with me and supporting this, uh, this podcast. Like always, I'm going to link to this article. You can go check that out and, um, you know, see some of those other articles. And maybe if you, if you're somebody that doesn't go to the store very often, Maybe you make a couple of trips, just do some investigation, like go into, go into Walmart, go into some of the grocery stores, go into, go into Home Depot, go into Target, go, go and just check what it's like out there and see if you're seeing some of these same things. Uh, maybe you talk to some of the, uh, uh, the, the store personnel, like, Hey, are, are y'all experiencing a lot of theft or, or what, you know, what's it like, you know, here and, uh, who knows what they might uh, divulge and what they might share. And they might give you some insights into your, um, into your, your area. If you do that and you come up with some interesting facts, yeah, send me an email. I'd love to hear about what you're experiencing at your local situation. You know, we, we do that, uh, we used to do that all the time in the exclusive email group, um, especially during COVID. You know, what are you seeing during, you know, during the lockdowns and stuff like that? Maybe we need to talk a little bit more about that and kind of bring that up and and uh, talk about it from a situational awareness point of view. Um, but I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll do that next time around. Hey, if you found this episode valuable, I would appreciate a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app. And with that. Choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. And until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace.